Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Toast. Happy Wednesday. Oh my God, it is hump day. Don't forget to hump someone you it's also merch launch day, which is and so exciting. Claudia day. and I are wearing inverted crewnecks from the crewnecks we wore yesterday. I'm wearing toasty lights in pink. Claudia's wearing white. I was wondering, like, can we wear our pajamas on the show? Because we need to promote them. Okay, and let's talk about that. They're so gorgeous. I've but then about we're it. sitting here in pajamas. No, I mean, who fucking cares about that? At least you're in your house. Like, I would have to get in an Uber in my pajamas, which is mortifying, but not something I'm above. Um, personally, I was going to wear my pajamas today, but when I tell you the black ones, I've been wearing like three nights in a row. Like, they're officially due for a wash. And I was not going to put on the white ones and show my legs on the podcast. So I was left with no choice but to model this gorgeous white crew neck from toastmerch.com. Understood. Okay, so I have I have license to wear pajamas on the show. Yeah. That's exciting. Maybe I'll wait until Friday. It's like a little crazy. And I feel like if people don't know we're launching merch and they just see these girls in their pajamas. Here's the thing. First of all, I don't think it's that crazy. Second of all, like, really? We're now making decisions based on what people will think? No, but like if we're trying to attract new viewers and then they're like, okay, if I stumbled in their pajamas. If I stumbled across a podcast where two fabulous girls were sitting wearing gorgeous, well-made, perfect button-sized pajamas, I would say, you know what? These girls, they've got charisma. That's what I would say. Okay. I mean, not everyone is as open-minded as you. That's so true, actually. Like, I really am kind of like ahead of my time. You're so open-minded, open to trying new things. Never someone to just say no to something just because. No, and like stubborn is not a word I don't think anyone would use to define me. Antonym. Antonym. It's giving antonym. Antonym. Yeah, no, they would never. Um, They could never. So our holiday collection has officially launched at toastmerch.com. You can shop all of our new apparel, which is crewnecks, pajamas. You can shop our accessories for holiday. We've got mugs, blankets, slippers. Um, it's really a stunning collection. We have ornaments. The ornaments always sell out really quick. Um, I guess we're big in the Christian and Catholic communities. That's just us, like Jewish queens. Like, um, And it's just a fabulous time to be a toaster. Toastmerch.com. It is limited inventory. We have a lot of inventory, but not unlimited. So make sure you head over to toastmerch.com. Get everything you want for you. If you want to send this episode to the man or woman in your life to buy it for you, oh, that's a good idea. We have Pijam Pijow slippers. I believe they're one size. Um, So if you've got like an extra big foot, I don't know. Maybe shy away. (laughs) Maybe this isn't the product for you. 
I don't know if it's gonna happen for I don't, you. Is it one for, size? Yeah, and for me, like the slippers, they're they are they fit nicely. There's definitely room to grow. Um, but I'm a size seven, and I fit really nicely in them. But the thing but is, I'm, we are constantly encouraging room to grow, so it's really on brand for us. Yeah, yeah. But I just like want to say, like, if you got a big foot, like, I don't. If you got a big wanna, foot, maybe check out our mugs. <laughs> But like they are like a very average size because I have a really small foot and there's there's space. Yeah, there's space. They're average size. So I would say if your foot is bigger or smaller than average, I just want to give you a heads up because I feel like if I was a big footed toaster and I got them, like I'd be kind of annoyed. I would say, you know, Jackie and Claudia don't support the Bigfoot community. And you would be right about that. So again, maybe check out some of the other offerings at (laughs) toastmerch.com. Yeah, this one's not for not you. Not for you. Um, so it's hump day. I'm sure everyone already knows what's on the agenda. Hump someone you love, Fast Five, and Dear Toasters. And we have some really interesting Dear Toasters today that I do think will pose um, some some interesting dialogue. Great. Can't wait. Also, did you see that update about last week's Dear Toasters in the Toast After Dark Facebook group? Yes, about the girl whose cousin, who was like 16, was pregnant. Yeah, so... Long story short, she was lying. Yeah, she's just like a big liar. It's giving Paul Giamatti big fat liar. She's, she's like a like troubled for attention. She's a troubled teen who is making things up for attention, and it's obviously not about that. It's there's something deeper going on with her. So right. thank you to everyone who put in their two cents. Um, but it was like needed. everyone should everyone should know that update and not like worry about what the sixteen year old's gonna do. Like there's yeah, to be it wasn't needed. It was we were the girl who wrote in was stooped as were we as a community. As were we, as were the big-footed toasters. <laughs> the are BFTs. We, like, we're going to be one of those podcasts that like talks about Bigfoot, but like not the the scary dog who today's, lives in the woods. <laughs> today's episode is an expose on Bigfoot and, and why you not, shouldn't buy our slippers. <laughs> from shopmorningtoast.com. Toast um, merch. Toastmerch.com. But shopmorningtoast.com still works because that really rolls off the tongue. After years, it is going to take some adjusting for me to like be my promo girly and not automatically go shopmorningtoast.com. Yeah, I understand. Oh, so wait, I have to tell you. I, um, I went to two of me and Ben's friends got engaged last night and they had like a, obviously like we were all waiting after they got engaged. It was really cute and fun. And I met, I feel like you wouldn't appreciate this, but a lot of the toasters will. And the person who appreciated it the most is Olivia's husband, Zach Shapiro, because I sent him a picture of me and this girl and he is obsessed. So, and I feel like I've quoted her on the podcast before. Um, oh, how do you know that? I follow Erica. She's a lawyer who reads the fine print. That's why I follow her. Um, she's like a, honestly like a TikTok I- icon and I got to meet her you last night. You quoted that before. So I went up to her and I was like, that's why I follow Erica. She reads the fine print. So I don't have to. And she was like living for my energy. That's so exciting. And I sent a picture of me and her to Zach Shapiro. I'm like, he was starstruck on my behalf. It was amazing. Glorious. Congrats to your friends. Thank you. Yeah, it was a nice night. Um, I'm exhausted. Monday and Tuesday, I woke up at 4 a.m. That's like not something I do. But, you know, I did what I had to do to get back to New York on Monday. Yesterday, I went on television to like talk about my hour, like expanding, (coughs) booming business, multi-billion dollar industry. Um, And so last night I went to bed at 10 and I woke up at 9 today. And when I tell you, I feel worse. No, sometimes I've actually been getting, I don't want to jinx it, but like decent sleep because Harry's like pretty much going all the way now. 
And I'm more tired than ever. So I have recently very sadly come to the conclusion because for years I have prioritized sleep. Like I will say no to many different things because it interferes with my weekday sleep. Um, And I recently came to the very sad conclusion that I might have been missing out on things for the last couple of years for no reason because I think I think I'm getting too much sleep. That's a thing. There is such thing as too much sleep. Like, But I do think that going out versus having like a relaxing night in and then going to sleep at a normal hour, like is you do feel more energized. The other night I stayed up till 2 a.m. and the next day I was not well. Oh my God, what were you doing, you crazy teenager, up till 2 a.m.? I had some friends over and it like wasn't even crazy. We were just like chit-chatting all night long. And Girls they night. were at my house till one. Girls night, like mom's night in. It was crazy. MNI. M and I. So the next day, like I was literally trying to, it was worse than ever. So it does make a difference. But then this weekend, there were a few nights where I got like some nice chunky sleep and I'm still so tired. So I think I'm just like. of sleep is very interesting. I'm just meant to be tired. I think I'm just meant to be asleep. Actually, I've been noticing my energy levels. Like, of course, when I wake up, like I am, don't talk to me. But like throughout the day, I'm I'm not I'm not like so tired right now. I just need to chug this. Yeah, I just feel as though there's definitely a lot of research on the science of sleep and it would definitely behoove me to look into it because I think I'm doing it all wrong. I think that you should give your fortune to sleep research because there's not enough of it. And we need answers. It is such a big part of life. Sleeping is literally 50% of the 8 billion people's activity. And I like, I always am hearing about like, like different successful people like going on podcasts and talking about their sleep habits, how they've like discovered the perfect thing for them, the amount of hours, what to do before bed. And I really need to get in tune with my body because like, I'm really sick of being tired. And you think I'm annoying and energetic now? I'm operating at seriously 50%. You know what you need? Let me think. What do I need? An aura ring. Do I to though? Let you know, to let you know about your sleep. It says, mm. let me tell you about you. I don't think that's in depth enough. Like I need an actual team of scientists to study my body. Like for real. I need Elon. Elon. Because Elon went man. Elon went on Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan was asking him about his sleep because I guess like a lot of successful, like very smart people have unique sleeping habits. And Elon was like, I honestly, I sleep six hours. And Joe Rogan was like, well, that seems like a lot for like a crazy genius, you know? And he was like, no, I tried the whole four hours thing and I was tired. So I started sleeping more. It was extremely rational. Um, So by that logic, I'm always tired. I need to be sleeping more. But when I tell you like I, for the last, like literally for the last five years, on the weekdays, I prioritize sleep so much. Like, I am in bed no later than 9 o'clock. Let's be real. I'm in bed since, like, 6. No, no, but you lights out, tick-tock down at what time? Seriously, 10.30, maybe 11. Like, I really am very good about that. And, you know, I have the luxury of designing my own life. I'm a business owner, so I wake up at 8.30 slash 9. That's a lot of fucking sleep. That might be too much sleep. But right. I agree that a lot of successful people, like, don't sleep. Right, but they well, also, but they, also, and they find themselves energized. They find themselves energized, but also like that gives them more hours in the day to be successful, do successful things. Right. But there is something in the successful community about sleep that we haven't, that us lay people haven't been told yet. No, I'm telling you, the successful, the elite class in this country is holding on to information. They are keeping secrets from the lay people about how to be like the perfectly balanced sleeper. 
Do you think that they also maybe have drugs that um, no give them the like you know like the movie Limitless? No, I don't think so because Big Pharma is like so obsessed with like monetizing on pharmaceuticals. If there was like a miracle drug. Big Pharma would capitalize it. Like Big Pharma's capitalizing is right now on that shot that everyone's taking to lose weight. Like they're capitalizing yeah, the, on the moment. The diabetes drugs. Right. So um, if there was something yes, out there. But wait, but wait, but wait, hold on. Counter thought. If there was something out there that could make so many people so smart and successful, that would actually ultimately fringe on Big Pharma's margins because there would be medium pharma, small pharma, you know, boutique pharma. And ultimately, mm. I think that they would lose market share. So you're saying by giving access to this limitless drug, big pharma has a lot to lose. Therefore, they're not giving access to it. Yes, I think so. No, that's that's something to think about for sure. It is not us deconstructing big pharma. It's all in the day's work here at the Toast. Oh, so is the Fast Five and Dear Toasters, which we're going to get into. And in what should be another fabulous day of being the Toasters? Unless you're a BFT, in which case it's not your day. It's, not, so a, it's not a great day to be a Bigfoot Toaster. Let's just say that. But, but other days are really good days to be Bigfooted Toasters because it's like sizes that most people don't buy. So you can usually get the style that you want in your size. It's really exciting. You know, if you have a very common average foot size, you're clamoring with everybody else for the latest trends. I guess what we're trying to say here is Bigfooted Toasters, we see you, we love you. We stand with you, but just slightly far away because your feet are so damn big. <laughs> I have a question. On a woman, what do you think is like nine a big? F <laughs> no, no. Nine is is like. I feel like a nine is like a six. You know, on the. But see, this crazy. is what's so fucked up about society. Like, if you have a size six, which is like. A little bit below average. You're like, oh, yeah, she has a size six. It's so cute. If you have a size nine, which is like a little bit above average, oh, you're a big footed clod hop motherfucker. Like, you're like a, a good, like a giant. No, but I would say like a six is still in the range of normal foot and so is nine. Yeah, no, I think when you enter the double digits, things get a little, <laughs> a little hairy. A little dicey. And maybe you could try men's. You could try Sears. Yeah. No, that's an interesting question. What size are you? I am a six and a half, seven, depending on if it's a shoe that uses a sock or am I barefooted in it? Does Are you the barefoot Contessa? Like on, in a flat, I'm a six and a half because there's no extra room. But in a boot, oh, I need a bigger boot. I can't get like yeah, a I'm sock like, in. I'm the same thing, one size up. I'm like a seven and a half, eight because I'm like so perfectly average in every single way. You're so average size mm -hmm. in every sense. I'm just so average. It's really like underrated. I completely agree. I, I don't love that phrase and just like that general sentiment. Like why s fit in when you were born to stand out? Justice for fitting in. Like it's a very, you know, low pressure, low stress life. And not everyone can stand out. Let's be real. Yeah. And also like you don't want to stand out in every department. You no, know? that's so true. Looks, it's like embarrassing. Personality, like, you know, but I think you pick one or two things that are like your thing. I love that. Thank you, McLeod. So what's your thing? Where do I begin? Where's your place? 
I think honestly, like my thing where I'm like above average and like I stand out is obviously like looks, beauty, grace. Um, but actually like it's personality, which is just sounds like a euphemism for ugly, but no. I'm not, I'm not ugly. I don't no. think. There's so many pretty funny people. Yeah, no, I definitely think like my, if I have to ever like lean on my talent, my talent is my personality, like charisma. Like I really am like, I'm not weird in social situations. That's my thing. I, I would say, what about you? I agree with you. That's your thing. Yeah. You? No, but I was what saying, what about you? Thing? Oh, what about me? Not what do I think you're No, not is. us having a hard time communicating today. Like, no, I what's think your you're, I thing? Think you're um, I think, I think, rec- I think my, recently my thing is my brain. Not to say I'm like yes. so smart, but I think I'm just like a, a, th- a thinker. You know, I don't think brain means smart. I think it means um, like curiosity, a thirst yeah. for knowledge. You interested, know. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think your brain. Like if I'm having a conversation with someone, like I'm going to rely on like what I know and what I want to know. No, I think that's that's very smart of you. I agree. Thank you. Look at you heart. using your brain. Once again. <sighs> so we've got a great show. A really promising <laughs> endeavor. I concur since I chose the stories and I feel good about them. Oh God, so, what do we have today? Royal this, royal that, royal this, royal that. There's actually only one royal story today and it's about the princess of Genovia and oh. I think everybody wants to know about it. Oh, I do, yeah. Huh. So without further ado, do, 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 do. Oh, not to get you? off track again, but like what happened with your Taylor Swift tickets? Are you going to the oh, show? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Here's the thing. I don't want anyone to worry about me. Um... Because I will be going, you know, I am in a position where it's like, whatever it takes, like I will, I will get there. And I'm very fortunate to be in that position. So what you're saying is whatever it takes, takes I know I, I know can make, I can it, make through. it through. No, I've literally been singing the Degrassi theme song since yesterday. But here's what happened. Me and Margo both registered for verified presale. I didn't get it, but Margo did, which is all we needed. Exactly at... 10 o'clock yesterday, we get online. We're in the queue for probably three hours. It froze. You're not supposed to leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. We were halfway through when it froze. Eventually, hours later, we got through and we got to the thing. And there's one, literally one ticket in the back. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And there was like a couple on the floor all the way in the back. And Margo just wanted to like pull trigger and get them. But they were like expensive. And that's not what I wanted. Like one thing about me, I'd rather be in the stands in a lower row than on the floor in the back row. You know, I think it's very delicate balance. And I I don't like making hasty decisions. The floor, there's no incline. Yes, I know. And Margo was like anything on the floor. I'm like, no, actually. Like I'd rather be in like row four in a good section with a riser than row 50 in the floor. Except that she does come out into the floor. We yes. both got floor seats for Reputation Tour and we had a, bl- a ball. Okay, exactly. Reputation Tour, I spent literally every dollar to my name and I was in the second row on the floor. Like, yeah, that's that's worth it in my opinion. But spending like $1,000 a ticket, that's what it was after taxes and fees, to be in like row 30 on the floor, Margaret was like, let's just get it. And I was like, no. And I hesitated and then they disappeared and then she blamed me. But I stand by what I did, like for real. I agree. Also, like, can't you get tickets? yes. So here's the thing. I am well, going to... Like, I'm, I'm going to... Let me finish my sentence. Not yeah. like... Because I don't want to say because you're like, you know, famous or whatever. Um, no, that's not what I was like, saying. No, but that's what maybe someone would have thought I was about to say. Can't you just buy tickets like it's a regular concert, you know, the week Stop before hub. the show? Yes. There's going to be t- bad tickets, good tickets, expensive, cheap, yes. like everything. Yes. So I will not be concerned. So today I am going to go again for the Capital One at two o'clock. Um, 
and I'm going to try. And again, if there's not seats that I want, like I'm not going to buy them. First of all, I'm not going to take tickets away from somebody who would actually want those seats. And I would be like begrudgingly purchasing them. And two, yes, like just like any other concert, there will be tickets on StubHub. People already started putting them up for like $17,000. That will go down. We're still like eight months out from the first show. So just keep that in mind. Um, it will go down. I'm going to try again today. If I don't get what I want, I'm just going to wait. And I'm going to be like trolling resale t sites and if that's what I have to do, that's what I have to do. It sucks. And I could complain about it or I could just be a grown up and just do it. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. I will say, you know, like I understand because I'm also like deeply and toxically obsessed with Taylor Swift, like probably to a level that is unhealthy. But some of the behavior I was seeing yesterday, like people sobbing, like seriously, they lost a loved one that they couldn't get tickets at the queue. I really think like people are not okay. Like it was so not normal. Some of the TikToks I was seeing, like I couldn't get seconds and it's totally sad. And like, I, I feel for you, but like we need some perspective, you know, there, there are people that are dying. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. Like I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I'm going to persevere and I'll end up with the tickets that I'm meant to get because you will bloom where you were planted. You will. Beautiful and you know what? If I don't get, pre-sale tickets like I'm not able to pay face value I'm glad someone else is because you know what I can afford to pay a little bit more like let's be real so if someone else gets it and not me it's okay it's beautiful and I trust me I have tried using all my connections to get like free tickets or like like it's not a thing like trust me like I tried to be like annoying like hi yeah like I'm a girl with no job nobody cares <laughs> nobody cares so thank you for asking for an update. I hope everyone got the tickets that they wanted yesterday or today or tomorrow. You know what? We're all in this together and it's going to be okay. It is. And everything will like calm down. I'm sure there the people, I don't think a lot of scalpers got her pre-sale tickets. That's not what's on Ticketmaster. I think it's like real fans who realize that they got something great. And then they're like, how much would someone have to pay me to not go and see Taylor? What, what money would I have to make? And then they're like, okay, 17,000. If you so want to pay it, I won't go. People were those really, people are going to go. People were really angry at Ticketmaster. One, because like, what did we all sign up for? We all got a number in the queue. Like you did all these things to prevent a crash and it literally crashed within an hour and two like how is it that like all these real fans are still waiting for tickets and resale sites are being flooded with with resale tickets from people who are clearly not enormous fans I think it's a combination of people being like yeah if I someone would pay me $17,000 this is capitalism I you love to see a small business owner getting out there um but I do think a lot of it is also like scalpers and bots and it's like how have how you not been possible? able to prevent this right how is that possible? But it's like a lot like Ticketmaster has really um, kind of shady uh, intentions because they also own like a like resale market. So it's like they also stand to benefit from the resale market. Hmm. So it's just a little shady. Like it's literally it's giving mafia for real. And anyway. I can't even blame Taylor because like as an artist, first of all, you have literally no choice like. Um, uh, most of my shows are sold on Ticketmaster and like Live Nation and those. There's nothing you could do about it. There's nowhere else to go, first of all. And you have no power. You need them. Mm -hmm. So you can't even blame Taylor. Yeah. No, I'm not. And I mean, even though this is annoying for her fans, like it's just a testament to her power. power. So it's like, it's bittersweet for her, I'm sure. Yeah. But yesterday she was nominated for a bunch of Grammys. So she, like all, everyone is literally, we're burning down stadiums. People are screaming, throwing up, tweeting. 
And Taylor comes on Instagram. We're like, oh, finally an update because we're all sitting here frozen in the queue. She goes, so honored to be nominated <laughs> for a Grammy. And it's like, we're happy for you, girl. But like, we're not okay. Yeah, I forgot the Grammy nominations and stories. Do you want me to uh, add them? Yeah, of course. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of something delicious for breakfast. Maybe, Maybe a pancake. It's toast. Maybe, Maybe it's toast. toast. In which case, you would hear this. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Caraway Homes Non-Toxic Cookware and Bakeware Collections. It's time to ditch the chemicals and join Caraway Homes Non-Toxic Cookware and Bakeware Collections so that you can make healthier cooking a piece of cake. Caraway Homes Non-Toxic Wares, Kitchenwares, are all designed for the modern home and they feature a chemical-free ceramic coating so food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce compound will leach into your healthy ingredients. All sets come equipped with easy-access storage solutions so that no stacking is required. Gone are the days of misplacing your lids. And it's a big day, you guys, because it only happens once a year. Caraway's Cyber Season event is almost here where you can save up to 20% on all Caraway products, including their internet-famous non-toxic cookware set. For the first time ever, you can now save on Caraway's food storage, the tea kettle, and the mini cookware. So this is the biggest event of the season. You know, a lot of savings are coming up. Put Caraway home at the top of your list of things to shop. If you've been meaning to invest in like new cookware, if you hate your old ones, if they're all missing lids, if they're all like covered in grease and burnt eggs, Caraway home is the brand of your dreams. They're consolidating these sets. There's no need for like a 16 or 40 piece set anymore. Caraway home has four piece sets that are literally going to cover everything that you could possibly need. And they're non-toxic. They're made without any toxic materials like PFAs, PTFE, PFOA, or any other hard-to-pronounce chemicals. They're easy cooking. The surface is naturally slick. It means minimal oil or butter, and you'll get slide-off-the-pan eggs and easy cleaning. Visit CarawayHome.com to take advantage of their cyber season event and score up to 20% off your next purchase of non-toxic kitchenware. The deal won't last long, so visit CarawayHome.com. Shop all their incredible products for up to 20% off this holiday season. Caraway, it's in my home. It's in Jackie's home. It is so good for clean cooking. It is so good for storage and stacking. If you live in an apartment like I do, like you don't have time for a million pieces and a million lids. Like it's just premium. Carawayhome.com. You guys, Caraway is everything. If you are in your homemaker era, it's so key. Also, with the holidays coming up, like it makes cooking so easy, it makes cleaning so easy because everything slides right off. It's actual magic. And a lot of these nonstick things have toxins in them. Caraway is non-toxic. So it's checking every box. Yes, it's me. a no-brainer. Yes, me. First story, Grammy nominations. Who'd have thunk? <laughs> Here are some of the nominations in the biggest categories this year for the 2023 Grammys. Record of the year. Don't Shut Me Down by ABBA. Easy on Me, Adele. Break My Soul, Beyonce. Good Morning Gorgeous, Mary J. Blige. You and Me on the Rock, Brandi Carlisle featuring, featuring Lucius. Woman, Doja Cat. Thuma, 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 thuma. I didn't realize. Let me be your thuma. That obviously has to win. It's kind of the record of, of our year. Yeah. The Heart Part 5, Kendrick Lamar, about Dan Time Lizzo, as it was Harry Styles. So I firmly believe, of course, everyone is, you know, deserving, but I do think this will be the year of Harry Styles. I think his music was quite literally everywhere. Um, it's great music. It really was the song of the year. About Dan Time is like a right behind like I do think that also could win but I do think this will like Harry will sweep the Grammys this year he's like he's been nominated in the past I don't even know if he's won but he's never really 
had this like major moment. He's like, never had his Grammys moment. I agree that I think that this year is it. And I, I don't know if the Grammys does this intentionally. Probably not. It's probably a coincidence. But I feel like every year is someone's year. Yeah. You know, and they, they win in the few big categories. But that makes sense. If they're the best in one, then they should be the best in all. Agreed. And I think that it will be Harry's year. And I think that it should be Harry's Me year. Me too. Last year, it was Lizzo and Olivia Rodrigo. It was like every award was just like Lizzo, Olivia Rodrigo, Lizzo. Before that, it was like Billie Eilish. Everyone really, it, it feel like that happens at, at a lot of award shows. Like this is my favorite reference. You can add it to the list of things I always talk about. But Slumdog Millionaire, like when they were at the Oscars, like it was every single award a they sweep. were nominated for. It was a sweep. Um, and that doesn't happen every time. But I do think this will be a Harry Styles sweep. I think it's very deserved. This was the year of Harry Styles. He works incredibly hard. His music is so popular. It's so global. Um, he has amazing sales. Like, it's it's going to be the year of Harry. I agree. I actually feel like recently, maybe in the movie categories, they're doing, like, this thing where each yes, movie wins we're in all one winners. category. We're all winners. Yeah. And I just like a big fat sweep. You know, yeah, because like, that's tell really me, gen generally tell how me it is. unequivocally what is the creme de la creme that means cream. Yeah, I agree. And that's generally like as a culture, like that's usually what happens like in culture. One thing really like takes off every year. Um, and I just feel like I couldn't go anywhere or open any app without being confronted with a song from Harry's house. And what was so crazy was like, I was just like busy when his album came out and I feel like I sat down to listen to it maybe two months after it came out. And the way I literally already knew all the songs because I had just been so familiar with them from like TikTok, from social media, from commercials, like it was really everywhere, the radio. So I think that constitutes album of the year. Yeah, well, here are the nominees for album of the year. Voyage by ABBA, 30, Adele, Un Verano Sin T, Bad Bunny, Renaissance, Beyonce, Good Morning Gorgeous, Mary J. Blige, In These Silent Days, Brandy Carlisle, Music of the Spheres, Coldplay, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar, Special, Lizzo, Harry's House, Harry Styles. Okay, I feel like the only person who actually might compete with Harry is Bad Bunny. Um, hold on. <coughs> Bless oh, you. He's done it, it's true. Oh my God, not me literally predicting the Grammys. Um, because, and, and see, I don't know what the Grammys constitute. Like the Grammys obviously like is an American award show. Um, but Bad Bunny literally is probably the biggest global artist in the world. Um, and I don't know if that means anything to the Grammys because like the Recording Academy is very much like an American thing. But I don't know. It, I feel it like, has to count for something. I feel like also Beyonce is going to give him a run for his money. Yeah. Yeah, even though I personally really enjoyed Renaissance, I didn't see it. Like, when I when I think of Grammys for Album of the Year, Record of the Year, I, I think a lot, a huge part of it is like, did I see it everywhere? Like, on every social media. And with Renaissance, I actually really didn't. Like, there was Break My Soul, like, was her single, and it was like a good single, and it was popular, it was on the radio. And then I feel like other things from Renaissance, like, really didn't get picked up. The only thing, there was like one TikTok trend. Um... You it's like a dance that I tried to do and it's so embarrassing like how bad What's of a dancer dance? I am. Because there's something I'm thinking of but I can't remember. We getting fucked up tonight. You don't see so what you see so touch you and me. It's literally one dance move but it's like you need to have actual rhythm to do it. Um, and that's something a lot of people don't possess and it's like people have been doing the dance and like it's actually become like a funny thing where it's like we're just really like applauding people for trying because it's such a simple dance, but it's so complicated. Hmm, I got to check it out. Send me the clip. Yeah. You know who did a really good one? Ashley Darby. Hmm. She's killing it on TikTok, by the way. 
I've seen some of her stuff. I love that for her. Song of the year. A, B, C, D, E, F, U by Gail and Co. You're kidding me. No, that's like A, B, C, right? F, U, and your mom, and your sister, that's and insane. your job. and It's insane. That's like 10 things I hate about you being nominated. Yes, it's exactly the same genre. Your favorite song. You know song. what song I heard recently? Because I, mm -hmm. on my new running playlist, it's all this like teenage angst Humble TikTok brag. music. Oh yeah, I went for a run. Um, twinkle, Twinkle, you know that one? Twinkle, Twinkle, little bitch. Why you're such a narcissist. narcissist. No, it's literally like cringe music. I like it. I know But I do. can't believe it's Grammy worthy. No, that's insane. Yeah. About Damn Time by Lizzo and Co. All Too Well, 10 Minute Version, Taylor Swift and Liz Rose. As It Was by Harry Styles and Co. Bad Habit. Steve Lacey and Co. Break My Soul, Beyonce and Co. Easy on Me, Adele Adkins and Greg Kirsten. Not Adele having a last name. So true. That's crazy. What's Madonna's last name? I don't know. Imagine it's like Cohen. <laughs> Lift shits. God Did, DJ Khaled and Co. The Heart Part 5, Kendrick Lamar and Co. Just like that, Bonnie Raitt. Only Bonnie Raitt. You hate to see country not getting into the song of the year category. So I went to a list of snubs of this year, and there are a lot of snubs. Country as a whole was snubbed in the big four categories. Morgan Wallen is uh, super snubbed. Yeah. I think people would have thought that Wasted on You would have been nominated in some of these categories. Because yes. um, when you look also, at the numbers, and you know Kanye loves to say, you, they say you got to sell it to smash the Grammy. Grammys really cares about like streams and sales. That's like a huge factor when they're deciding on who to nominate. And what, whatever you think of Morgan Wallen, you actually can't ignore the fact that like he has the biggest numbers like in the industry. Like it's at, he's breaking records. So, same with Luke Combs. Like country has really blown up because of the two of them in the last couple of years. They're like two of the biggest artists in country, but also like really in America. Like they're doing stadium tours. They're playing the same venues as Taylor Swift. That's bigger than like, Selena Gomez, Katy Perry, you know what I mean? Bigger than yeah. a lot of the pop girlies. And I feel like they're constantly being ignored. And it's crazy. Yeah. Also, Nicki Minaj was snubbed. And she oh, had spoken yes. um, a few weeks ago about how they were putting her song in the pop category instead of the oh, rap right. category, which was already a snub. But she wasn't, um, she wasn't even nominated in pop. One thing about me, I'm the baddest. Also on my running playlist. One thing about Nicki Minaj, and I've been like a hater in the past, is like she is talented. Like she actually genuinely cannot make a bad song. Yeah. No, I'm like, I'm obsessed. No, I'm I'm actually obsessed. New artist, always an interesting category, and there's a lot of snubs. Wait, just Ani back to that. Sorry oh. for song of the year prediction. Like I do think it'll be between Lizzo, Harry, and Taylor Swift. Like Taylor Swift, like when you think of song of the year, you think it of like- It should be all too well 10 minute version. Sorry, like I know, you just think it. of the song that's like always on the radio, always at the clubs. And like all too well is a song that people sought out to stream and watch on YouTube like by themselves. It wasn't like consumed a lot in public. Do you know what I mean? Also, it's a 10 minute version. It means it's three times better than all these other songs. It's, it needs to win. I'm not, like, I don't even want to discuss. The other songs can have their opportunity in other categories. Agreed. It's like not my problem. The other you know? songs can try Sears. Yeah, it's not my problem where they decide to get their joy it's so and true. their pride. It's so true. It's not our problem. <laughs>
New artist, Anita, Anita, Omar Apollo, Domi and JD Beck, Mooney Long, Samara Joy, Lotto, Mainskin, Toby Nui. Oh, this one has a pronunciation. Oh, hold on. Toby Nui Gay, Molly Tuttle, and Wet Leg. I, I haven't heard of any of these, like, except for a few. And I do think it'll be Mainskin. Except for Mainskin because they're from Euro. Eurovision and they're the winners of Eurovision and honestly we were watching Eurovision and I was like who are these people I was like I don't even remember their performance they have blown up especially in the states which is crazy because I think they're Dutch it's really um it's unprecedented and I do actually think they deserve to win yes also snubs for the new artist category according to Billboard which actually did a pretty good snub and surprise list M. Behold, Dove Cameron, Gail, Tate McRae, Lauren Spencer Smith. Okay, wait, that's such a good call, Tate McRae. The thing is, is like, the Grammys are, are really interesting to me. Because and, and Gail was nominated for Song right. of the Year with ABCDEFU. Right. Um, but the Grammys, like, I'm very curious, like, how much of a part TikTok plays in the Grammys. Obviously, it's a contributing factor, but like, Tate McRae, Lauren Spencer Smith, they're TikTok artists. Like, obviously, they're now expanding beyond that. But, like, that's what people associate them as. More so Lauren Spencer. I feel like Tate McRae has kind of evolved a little bit out of that. But both of them are TikTok girlies. And I'm curious, like, how much of an impact TikTok has on Grammys. They have to consider it, obviously. I think that it's it's one thing. Just like radio is one thing. Just mm -hmm. like streaming is one thing. Mm -hmm. You know, just like concert ticket sales are one thing. I think it's just one thing. Yeah. Also, I think snubbed Mimi Webb is my best new artist of the year. Mimi Webb is really not that big in America. That's the only thing. You're like, and that's you, why as you're Americans, LARPing, you're LARPing in Britain. Like you're not in New York, right? You're not in Florida right now. Like you're. That's why in as Britain. Americans, we're going to be falling behind. Right. No, because and on the we're global stage, Mimi Webb, we're sleeping on Little Mix, and we continue to stay asleep. And it's like I'm awake over here. No, on the global stage, it's like embarrassing as Americans. I hear you. Yeah. Best pop solo performance, easy on me, Adele. I think Adele is not going to win. I don't think much. she's going to even come. Yeah. I feel like you know when it could be your year and you know when it's not. And I don't think artists, huge artists, really are going to waste their time going. I actually think Adele might go because, like, she's kind of going to everything recently. Like, oh, that's she's true. Very, she's out and about. She's very available. And she lives in L.A. She got that big old yeah, compound that so, she like, bought. There's a party down the street. Sure. Why not? Sure. And she loves a good time. I think she can appreciate the other people who win. Whenever she's like gone and someone else wins, she's so happy for them. Like, I feel like that's just like the energy she could be putting forth. I think if Beyonce goes, Adele will go. Because like Adele is obsessed with Beyonce. Yeah. Moscow Mule, Bad Bunny, Woman, Doja Cat, Bad Habits, Steve Lacey, About Dan Tyne, Lizzo, okay. as, as it was I don't really, Styles. I don't like really care about the particular genre categories because that just okay. feels like people who couldn't make it in the of the year categories. But mm -hmm. when you just go to country really quick... Yep, on my way. Because I want to know who Billboard had as a snub. I feel like there's probably ones I didn't even think about. Hold on. Country solo performance. Heart first, Kelsey Ballerini. Something so in the orange. Good. Something in the orange, Zach Bryan. Um, in his arms, Miranda Lambert. Circles around this town, Marin Morris. Live forever, Willie Nelson. Where the fuck is Luke Holmes? His album. He's in Country Album of the Year. Oh, okay. He is in Country Song of the Year with Doing This. And he is in Country Duo Group Performance Without Running Your Memory. With oh, Miranda okay, Lambert. okay. 
Um, but his so, album should have been nominated for album of the year. It's my album of I the agree. year. I agree. I agree. So this category is really interesting because um, I feel like I feel like it might be like an underdog situation with Zach Bryan. Are you into Zach Bryan at all? Where, is that the one that you were just talking about? No, that's Ty- Tyler Childers. But like it's the same vibe. Like, okay. I discovered them both on TikTok. Zach Bryan is so cute. He's a Swifty. And I'm like 95% sure his girlfriend is a toaster. Like you just absolutely love to see it. Um, and he's just like insanely talented. And his music is so good. And it's it's like this. It's I, The last time I was talking about Tyler Childers, I was like struggling to s- explain what genre he was. It's very much like folks, bluegrass vibe. I kept saying alternative and that's like not it. Like folksy bluegrass music it's just it's country but like really stripped down um and it's really beautiful and he has like this cult following and I feel like he could because there's not like an obvious winner to me in that in that country category because Luke Holmes and Morgan Wallen were both snubbed and well there's a bunch of and that's the country solar performance yeah he could win that but I just feel yeah. like it's gonna be like Willie Nelson or something totally like they don't know how to rate country music sorry no they don't they should really bring in some some gorgeous Jewish consultants no and it's like and that's and we're obsessed with country, so that's how we feel about country. I'm sure everybody who's obsessed with other categories are feeling like they don't know how to rate their categories either. So true. You know, I think that's the frustration with the Grammys right there. So true. Um, country duo group performance: Wishful Drinking, Ingrid Andres, and Sam Hunt. Hate that song. Yeah, it's not as good as it should be, considering I the hate two that of song. them are are wonderful. Agreed. Mid- Midnight Riders, Prayer, Brothers Osborne. Mm, I love them, but I don't even know what song that is. Me neither. Outrunning Your Memory, which is it, period. Everyone go home. You guys end all too well. It's the best are, song. It's it, it's literally the best song. Outrunning Your Memory. McClard. Like, you'd love this bar. I, I stumbled st- on. I sound like good, right? No, but this is the best part. Ready? Because you've been right here in this truck in San Antonio. Mm. Like, not me going to San Antonio, you know? Girls trip. <laughs> Girls trip. <laughs> um, Does he love you? Revisited. Reba McIntyre and Dolly Parton. I'm sure they'll win, even though, no offense, never heard of it. No, Never no wanted to be that girl. Carly Parson, Ashley McBride. Great song. Um, that is a great song. Great song. Going Where the Lonely Go, Robert Plant and Alison Krauss. Oh, Alison Krauss is like a country legend, but who's Robert? <laughs> country album. Let's talk. Let's talk. Growing up, Luke Combs. For me, this is it. Done. Agreed. Everybody go home. It wasn't going to happen for you this year. Maybe try next year. No, maybe you should try releasing music like a year maybe that Luke Combs is taking off. Because if you're going to be yeah. in the category in the running with Luke Combs, like you are going to lose, sweetie. Okay. In our hearts and minds, at least for sure. Yeah, you're all you're all losers to me. Palomino, Miranda Lambert. Re- actually, an amazing album. I listened to a lot of it. Ashley McBride presents Lindville. Ashley it's McBride. hard for me. It's hard for me to root against Ashley McBride when I so <laughs> deeply love and respect her. When you're her number one fan, right? I'm her number one fan. And I just want to say, like, she's so underrated. She's so talented. Martha Devon. Martha Devon. You put your hands on the wrong damn man this time. So good. Humble Quest, Marin Morris. You know, not my favorite Marin Morris album. And I'm really like a, I feel like I know all of her music. And I didn't even get into this one like more than once. Agreed. And A Beautiful Time by Willie Nelson. Okay. Like, 
Sure. <laughs> Next is country song. So circles, ar- circles Around This Town, Marin Morris and Co. Good song, but I don't think of the year. And also, I, I mean, I'm sure it's the single and it's the one they put forth, but like, I don't even think it's the best one from the album. I thought it was really good. Like a great country bop. Doing this, Luke Combs. Yes. I'd have a Friday night crowd in the palm of my hands. Cup of brown look, cup of buddies. No, honestly, I know I say all the time, like, I would take a bullet. But when I really think about it, like, I actually would take a bullet for Luke Combs because the way, like, the world world would suffer without him. Like, the world would suffer without me, too, but, like, on a smaller scale, I think. And I would, I would lay my life out on the line for this man. Okay, but I'm about to switch things up for you because also nominated is I Bet You Think About Me, Taylor's version. Oh, shit. Okay, this is the thing. I can, two things can be true. They're both amazing songs. Mm, but when I think about country song of the year, to be honest, neither one of them to me are actually the songs of the year. I feel like doing this doesn't even get played on the radio. And you definitely, to I bet you think radio about a me. lot. Yeah. Where? In the radio. There's no more country radio station in New York. Yeah, it's so true. Justice for 94.7 Nash FM. Like, bring it back. I'll literally, I'll do an hour. I'll do an hour every day. Nash FM. You should donate your fortune to bring back Nash FM as like public radio service. Quick question. What fortune are you fucking talking about? I'm just saying like in the hypothetical conversation of like, okay, you're Jeff Bezos. You have $100 million and you're doing the giving pledge. Like, where are you giving all your money? You know where I'm giving it to? Nash Nights Live. I'm giving it to New York Country Music Education. I'm going to bring, I'm going to give it to the Nashville um, Country Music Hall of Fame Taylor Swift Education Center for them to open up a branch right here in New York. And the branch is in my living room. Yeah, so you're donating to the arts. You're a patron the of the arts. One thing about me is I support the arts. Okay, let's finish this country song of the year. If I was a cowboy, Miranda Lambert and co. Love I'll love song. you till the day I die, Willie Nelson and co. And Cody Johnson, Till You Can't. Mm, honestly, I don't feel like any one of them was like the biggest song in country this year. No, me neither. Not that I know what the biggest song in country is, but also Billboard had said that um, Cody Johnson, Till You Can't, was passed over for song of the year and, and should have been nominated based on like popularity. I don't even not, know it. You probably wouldn't. I don't. Yeah. I can't recall it, but I'm sure I would know no. it if I heard it. Cody Johnson is like one of those people who are like, it's real country. It's not that pop country crap they play on the radio. Like Cody Johnson is like the face of like real country. And people are obsessed with him. I know nothing about him, but they call him Kojo. And I think him and Coho should get together and write a book. (laughs) 100% a sexy country book. Oh, I kind of love. Mm. Also, it's worth noting, I'm loving this Billboard article, um, no country album has received an album of the year nomination since Casey Musgraves' Golden Hour. And I just want to say, I know it was like, it was a really bad year to be giving nominations out to Morgan Wallen, but his timing for that scandal could not have been worse because his album 30, the the Dangerous, the double album, was the biggest album of the year in terms of numbers, streams, sales, and he would have gotten a nomination had he not been like, you know, blacklisted from everything. Also, it was the biggest album in terms of length. Uh, it was like right. 100 songs. But that doesn't, and, that, that doesn't and, automatically give no, you any. Like, like, you sorry, could have released have, an album of crap. If you have more fire songs 
it's better than an album with less fire songs. Not not to say that's why he should be nominated, but it's like commendable that he literally put out a hundred fire flame songs. There's yeah. no skips. There's no skips on that album for me. I agree. Um, that was like a really tough time to be like into Morgan Wallen music. And then like you saw this and you were like, oh my God, I can't listen. But like you were like the music was really good. So it was like hard to stop listening, you know? Yeah. I feel like um, he's probably had to make peace with the fact that like these sorts of, of accolades like are not going to be coming his way. And he has to just, you know, either continue on or, or not. Um, I don't know if that'll change, but I think we're very much still in like the ignoring Morgan Wallen phase country is like very slowly let him back in he goes to award shows he doesn't really win stuff and um, I think he gets nominated now but doesn't win, win in categories where he obviously should I'm not sure did he perform at the CMAs this year no um they're very much yeah. like keeping him as at arm's length he doesn't seem like the kind of person who would care so much about industry stuff like this but I imagine for him it's like okay you know that side of things isn't going to happen for me but then he sees like other people who have committed like Worse crime said worse yeah. things and they get their, you know, uh, they take their hiatus and then they're back like nothing ever happened. And and he's kind of like stuck and he's like, why? Well, at its core, I think that's fundamentally the problem with like the whole, you know, scandals and cancellations is because it's really people get treated case by case differently. Some people it's just based on the timing of when things happen, the scale, how many people actually care. It's always, like it's different punishments for different people and they're not always equal and they don't always make sense. So I think fundamentally that's what's the problem with cancel culture. Because like if we're going to cancel everyone, like everyone gets same, same punishment yeah. for all. But some people there's just like amnesia. Yeah, some people just forget and it's like, oh, you were accused of sexual assault? I never heard of that. Yeah, like, or like you said this thing, like you just, it's like, oh, uh, have you, do you remember that? Totally, no, it's so and true. And other people, like, it's like the lead headline in every article. Right, like you cannot bring their name up without bringing up their scandal from however many years ago. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. So I will be watching the Grammys. I happen to really enjoy the Grammys um, because I'm a patron of several different genres and I'm obviously, of course, hugely influential on TikTok. And so I know a lot about music. Yeah, you really do. So the Grammys are February 5th. Feels like a long time away, but. Yeah, it does. The nominations are here. Okay, we need to move on yeah. to our next story, which is a little more music news because there's like something going on between Drake and Taylor Swift. Yes. Okay, so Drake posted the Billboard Hot 100, um, which he has totally taken over with his new album, her loss and he has eight out of the 10 spots on the Billboard Hot 100. He has numbers two through nine. Number one is Taylor Swift. Number 10 is Unholy with Sam Smith and Kim Petras. And he posted a screenshot of the Hot 100 and he put emojis over Taylor's name and Taylor's song and said, uh, 21 Savage, congrats my brother because they took over the list. But he didn't block out the other non-Drake 21 right. Savage artists. And people were speculating that there is definitely some shade there. Then Drake's producer also seemingly shaded Midnight. Um, he took a screenshot on his own Instagram and wrote, the world knows what the real number one song is. Hashtag rich flex, no tricks on this side. So, so subtly accusing Taylor, Taylor of some tricks. So what... Um what song was number one? Antihero? Anti-Sneeches Hero. 
Yeah, so I guess the beef is that they're accusing her of like either, you know, doing something to keep her spot on the number one chart. I don't really feel like Taylor's at a place in her life where she needs to do that. And it sounds like Drake is just a sore loser. Um, And this is not cool because one thing I've always really liked about Drake is like his relationship with Taylor. I feel like it was like a year ago that he randomly posted a picture of them on their Instagram. He deleted it. Like recently or right after? It's not there. I saw recently. I saw yesterday. The picture mm. is gone. The pic is gone. Mm. Beef is, there's beef stew in the caraway. Mm. It's a chillant. Pot. There's a, a chillant for Shabbat. That's not good. I like Drake, my Jewish king. Um, but Taylor, and you know, Protestant Taylor is the queen of my heart. Body and soul. Is she Protestant? Uh, I don't know, but I was just like making a point. Like even though Drake is Jewish, like I do stand with Taylor. Got it. You know who else is Protestant? The Queen. Queen Victoria. And Queen Elizabeth. Um, this is just, I hate like reporting on something where we have literally no information, but there's beef and that sucks. But can I ask a question? Uh, can I ask you a question? Have you yes. ever, I forget the lyrics and I've tried to put them out of my head because they're weird. Um, and how is it that last week Taylor took over the Hot 100 with, so with all of her songs and then this week only one is still in the hot 100 when I feel like no less Swifties are streaming the songs well I think it might not have to do with like less Swifties but it's like now Drake has entered the chat yes and but, Drake okay, so, has but new even music. like number 10 being unholy like where where's Midnight's no that's a good good call and Anti-hero, I guess it's getting on the radio, so that has it's something a to do with Billboard. But like, we're all just listening to the whole album. No, that's true. But like, Billboard, those charts are like so antiquated because they like still it's like radio airplay. So so many of those things contribute to what makes a number one single, and that's that's Taylor's game. Like Taylor, all these artists have very much like moved on from like the old school way of dropping music and like radio hits, radio singles. Taylor does it the old school way because these things like Billboard, like they actually matter to her. You know what? And and maybe I'm also just like a pop girly, so I see Taylor's stuff. But then I look right. at these um, Grammy nominations for Song of the Year, and like if it wasn't a single, I don't know it. No, it's true. And like you forget, like the way that you feel about like pop and country, there's literally millions of Drake fans who feel that way about Drake and don't fuck with Taylor Swift. So his new album entering the category, it makes sense why he no, would I, cut out a lot of her. Yes, that makes sense to me. But number 10 being unholy didn't make sense to me. Yeah, when no, that's she suspicious. had one through 10 a mere week ago and a mere week ago. And I can't imagine I'm the only one. I was barely listening to Midnight's, whereas now this week I'm listening every day. Well, I think most people have the opposite experience I feel like the longer it's out the more you listen to it like if you're like a real like diehard fan you know oh my god so I'm diehard for Taylor you are I think in the scale like through the lens of the big bang theory I am yeah through the lens of you and Margot I'm a hater yeah and that's on negative perspective 100% are you ready for our next story I really am. Some Christmas drama legal news. Mariah Carey has been denied the Queen of Christmas title in a trademark case. Mariah got a lump of coal in her stocking before the holiday this year. On Tuesday, the U.S. Trademark Trial and Appeal Board ruled against the pop diva's legal attempt to trademark the name Queen of Christmas. It was also ruled that she can't trademark the titles Princess of of Christmas. Or QOC for Queen of Christmas either. 
The decision means that the Regal Holiday monikers can still be used by another singer, Elizabeth Chan, right. who says she's the world's only full-time pop Christmas recording artist. Well, her and Michael Bublé. But Elizabeth, who has put out 12 albums of Christmas music to date, has also used the title Princess of Christmas as a nickname for her daughter and sometimes collaborator, whose name is Noelle. I think this woman Obsessed. Is, is the queen of Christmas. Yes. Um, I, so Mar Mariah was attempting to trademark the queen of Christmas title via her company called Lotion LLC to use on a line of merchandise that would include albums, fragrances, pet accessories, sunglasses, and more. But Chan filed an opposition in the case earlier this year. Other singers such as uh, Christmas Baby Please Come Home singer Darlene Love also objected to Mariah's move. And the attorney who um, wrote Chan said in a statement, this was a classic case of trademark bullying. We are pleased with the victory and delighted that we were able to help Elizabeth fight back against Mariah's overreaching trademark registrations. Elizabeth told page six, quote, I did this to protect and save Christmas. Christmas isn't about one single person. It's about everybody. You know what? She's 100% right. Agreed. Justice for that and and I and I want to say I agree with Elizabeth like there really can't be one queen of Christmas and if there had to be it would be Mrs. Claus and so the fact that like everyone's out here kind of forgetting about Mrs. Claus is hella disrespectful yeah and she stays silent on the matter because she's not someone who would like get in the mud she doesn't um, want to be a polarizing figure she's literally the queen of Christmas for all right and like she doesn't have to prove herself as the queen of Christmas, you know? Like, this is, like, something who are... Her last name is ...jockeying Claus. to be the queen of Christmas. But it's Mrs. so true. Mrs. Claus has it in the bag. Also, of course, All I Want for Christmas is the best Christmas song of all time. Period. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to be said after that. Agreed. But... One Christmas song does not make the queen of Christmas... Because if that was the case, then I do think, you know, who else could throw her hat in the ring as the Queen of Christmas? It would be Miss Kelly Clarkson. Of course. You're, you're here, here. Where you should be. be. Snow, Snow is, is falling as the carolers sing. No just wasn't was the same. same. Alone, Alone on, on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. But then, one day, everything changed. You're all I need underneath the tree. Literally, people who hate our singing episodes, like this episode, not for you. You know who should stay away today? People who hate singing and the big-footed toasters. And the Grinch, because it's extremely festive. So true. So, Christmas for all. Sounds like justice was served, and the American legal judicial system is finally doing its thing. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And Mariah can still be the colloquial queen of, queen of Christmas. Agreed. But so can anyone who wants to be. Agreed. Agreed. Our next story is really crazy. And I know that you're going to have some strong feelings. Jana Kramer says that she was ghosted by Chris Evans after he smelled her asparagus pee on a date. Just listen to the story. So Jana Kramer has a podcast and Chris Evans. We know. Was, Chris Evans was named Sexiest Man Alive uh, last week, as we also know. And so she opened up on her podcast about her brief romance with Chris Evans about 10 years ago and how things between them soured after a very embarrassing bathroom incident. She revealed that she agreed, uh, sorry, she agreed with the choice to name him Sexiest Man Alive and then talked about how they met at a club when she was 26 and went on a few dates more than 10 years ago. She said he was definitely known. He wasn't Captain America, but he was the heartthrob cutie. I can't remember how many dates it was. I just remember the last date. She said one night, Chris invited her to his home in Studio City 
to hang out with his friends. She said, quote, it was a fun time, but I was getting a little sleepy. And so I was like, I'm going to go to bed. I had asparagus for dinner that night. So I went to the bathroom and he immediately went after me. And so that's the last interaction that I remember is him going into the bathroom after I just went to the bathroom with asparagus paint. She said that she never heard from Chris again after leaving the next morning. And she called her exit the asparagus walk of shame. She said, I don't remember cuddling that night. That's always been in the back of my mind whenever I think about or see Chris Evans or Captain America. And I'm like, I had stinky pee. Okay, that's actually really funny. I know. Um, I thought it was going to be like she did something disgusting. Like, but no, he used the bathroom after her, which is just ge- like genuinely like a fucking rude thing to do. Like, wait a minute, bitch. Like, it's just like. It's also really kind of gross. And, you know, Studio City, you have a big house. Like, use a different bathroom. Like Totally. totally. I, like, find, like, whenever Jana Kramer's in the news, it's, like, her podcast, she's, like, fighting with her husband or something. Like, she's, like, always, They're not like, together kind of being, like, anymore, a troll. But you would never you know, know what I mean. the like, headlines. She, no, it's just, like, she's kind of become, like, this, like, clickbaity, like, kind of, like, annoying. And it's made me, honestly, just, like, find her annoying. But I have to say, this story is actually hilarious and relatable and truly warmed my heart. Totally. And so real. And it's like, imagine for 10 years, every time you saw Chris Evans, like on TV, on a magazine, it's like, oh my, but asparagus. I I do think like, you know, she should have known better um, being, you know, even the possibility of, I don't, maybe she had asparagus and she didn't know Chris Evans was going to ask her out. The possibility of knowing Chris Evans means you never eat asparagus. Like she should have known better in that sense. But, you know, we're all no, human and we all make mistakes. Yeah. Who knows if she ate it on the date or before and then he invited no, him over. No, even if she ate it before, the fact that she's in the, you know, I'm dating Chris Evans means no Chipotle, no asparagus. Like we're eating clean. We're eating green. We're eating healthy. Like, okay, but the, there are things. Asparagus is clean and green. Oh shit. You're right. No, but asparagus is known, you know, it's like, so are beans. But you know, if I'm going on dates with Chris Evans, even if I don't, ha- even if it's Tuesday and I have a, cr- a date with Chris Evans on Friday, I'm not eating beans, greens, asparagus. I'm not eating any of that shit. Agreed. I'm literally eating lettuce. This is an unfortunate event. She also said that she has since DM'd him. I think like since she's been single, she didn't say whether or not he responded. I kind of ship, but kind of, but like, honestly, they're too, they're too different now. Like because of her podcast and her marriage, like she has been kind of put into like a Z list category and he's very, very A list. So I don't think it's going to work. Yes, I hear you, but I raise you one Wells, Adams, and Sarah Highland. Nick Vile and January Jones. How come only how come only the men so of true. lesser fame get to uh, be with A list? Gigi women? Hadid and Taylor not Taylor, Tyler Cameron. <laughs> yep. How come only that was the one. men of lesser fame get to hit it big? That's true. And I was saying yesterday how like if it's a men a man of lesser fame, no. Woman of lesser fame? Yes. Also, let's say you forget she was on One Tree Hill. Like, that's pretty cool. No, Friday Night Lights. She's she was on fr- She was on one, tr- one Tree Hill and Entourage. And I need you to never utter those words again Sorry. and move on. And pivot. She's move on Friday on. Night Lights. That's pretty move cool. On. Move on. Okay. Anyways, um, I thought that was a great Fifth story. And final. I th- Fifth and final. I thank Jenna for sharing. And this is what podcasts are for. I, I just want to say. This is why the art of podcasting was invented and why celebrities should have podcasts to share with us lay people funny celebrity anecdotes such as this. 
I also think it's kind of disgusting of Chris Evans to like have a powder room that doesn't have like a Febreze or a candle. Like I just think that's, as my people would say, it's not respectful. It's not nice. Chris is advocate here. It was over 10 years ago. He's a bachelor in Hollywood. Like you'll be happy if he has a fitted sheet on the bed. No, he's a bachelor in Hollywood, but he's also like a rich actor with like housekeepers and interior designers. Get a candle. Get an incense. Chris is advocate here. This was before Captain America. You know, he was doing What's Your Number, a few movies here and yeah, there. Yeah, he had plenty of money. He had money, but maybe he was saving because he didn't know how his career was going to go. Saving? So you can't buy a candle, but you could buy a whole house? Okay. But what if he has a candle in his bathroom, but it wasn't lit because nobody had made a duty yet? And would it have been better <laughs> if Jana lit the candle and signaled to the party that there was a smelly situation. No, here's what you do. If there's a candle and you made a smelly thing, you take the match, you light the match, and then you blow it out and you drop it in the toilet and flush because the sulfur from the match will get rid of any smell. And then you wait like 30 seconds so that he doesn't walk in and smell match. No, but it smells like match. And then at this point, match smells like duty because people only do that mm. when they make a duty. Match does smell like duty. <laughs> Like, when I smell a match, I'm either like, ooh, birthday cake, or ooh, duty. <laughs> it depends. You can tell the difference because it has a different smell when it's blown out immediately. Yes. Versus when the wax has a chance to melt. Also, also match am I is, smelling a match in the bathroom, or am I smelling a match in the kitchen? Also, match is fire on wood. Birthday is fire on wax. Wax. It's different. You're right. Different smell. So... My final question is, would you rather Chris Evans thought you made a duty with your match or asparagus pee? You know, that's actually really interesting because if he thought I made a duty with my match, he'd be like, all right, she poops like everyone else, but she's a lady who cleans up after herself and lit a match. If he smells the asparagus pee, he might think there's something wrong with me. Like I have, a, you know, some condition. Yeah. That's why because it's so unnatural. That's why you just shouldn't use the restroom. Yeah, no eating or drinking for forty-eight hours before you see Chris Evans. Yeah, I now think we that's know. Fair. Sometimes you have to learn things the hard way. Agreed. Our fifth and final story: a little royal news. Miracles happen once in a while when you believe. <laughs> Princess Diaries 3 is in the works at Disney and Hathaway is not yet confirmed. However, she has said in interviews that she is down she, to clown around as the princess she'll of Genovia. It. She'll do she'll it. She'll do it. And she'll like it. And she'll do it. Okay. So Disney um, is returning to Genovia for a third Princess Diaries movie. It's not clear if Anne will reprise her role. However, she has expressed interest. She said... Uh, Quote, I would more than entertain it. I'm pulling for it. If there's any way to get Julie Andrews involved, I think we would make it work. Andrews' involvement in Princess Diaries 3 is similarly ambiguous. Plot details haven't been confirmed, but the threequel is expected to continue the story in The Princess Diaries and the sequel, The Royal Engagement, rather than rebooting the series. So it would be same setting, same characters. Good, not, good. Not, you know, Princess's daughter. Ugh. Going to high school in San Fran. The Princess Royal. Yeah. No, I think this is fabulous. Anne is very much like whatever the opposite of flop era is. Anne is in that era. People are just like obsessed with her. They're 
was a you know a, a couple of years where she could have done the threequel and like we would not have been into it. Also, like the timing is really good because I feel like Princess Diaries has like made a resurgence in recent years. People like are even more obsessed with it. It's been like it's been enough time that it's officially like in the archive, like the Hall of Fame of iconic movies. And I think it's great. I think this is great. I think Anne would do great. And I'm looking forward to it. I think that if Anne and Julie Andrews are in it, there's no way that it's anything short of wonderful and Gorgeous. high quality. So Agreed. I have the utmost confidence. Yes, I think uh, this is might just be one of those situations where we hear about the reboot for 10 years, a la Legally Blonde 3. Um, it's like the script is being written. It's being cast. Where's the fucking movie? Barbie. W- At least I saw a picture of Barbie being filmed. Yeah, but maybe Legally Blonde is a close set. It's supposed to come out in May. We'll see about that. Yeah. Um, so I think this would be great. This would be great. We need to get a um, big speak- calendar in the studio. Yes, with, of all the projects. Of, of like the dates that they said we could expect something. Wicked. And, and then we follow up when we inevitably don't get it. I love that. Yeah, maybe I'll do it on the flamingo wall, like in front of me, so I can see. Like one of those whiteboard calendars. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, I also love Dear Toasters, which is our advice segment that we do here every Wednesday. If you ever want to write in, the email address is deartoasters at gmail.com. It is always anonymous. It is always your name is kept out of our mouths. So it is a safe space. Feel free to write in. And we've got some great um, ones today that are brought to you by Missouri. With the holidays approaching, you're probably building your gifting list. Missouri believes that you don't have to overspend to treat those that you love the most. Missouri designs high quality, fine jewelry that you can live in and style your own way. So I've been on Missouri for a while. I feel like Lauren Elizabeth introduced me to them a few years ago. Um, and their pieces like are really dainty and trendy and cool and classic. But they're also made of like legit high quality materials. And I feel like their prices are really reasonable and really affordable. So it's a great gift to get to, get to someone to give to someone because you're really giving them like a long-term piece of jewelry that's made really well, that's high quality, made of good materials. And this year, Missouri has curated gift guides with something for every budget and every recipient. From responsibly sourced diamond hoops to recycled 14-carat solid gold rings, they offer in-store and virtual styling sessions for expert gifting and stacking advice and 60-day returns during the holidays, which is great because giving someone a gift is great, but also giving someone a gift that they can return is even better, you know, because you're really at this point just giving them a credit. It's like, just go, have fun. Plus, Missouri drops new styles every Monday, so you're guaranteed to find something unique for everyone on your list, or you can treat yourself. I love that because it's really, um, it's tough to like not buy someone the same gift that like every single person has, and you want to be unique and you want to be different, but there are only so many things you can buy for some one person, um, and Missouri is constantly dropping new styles every week, so you can really ensure that no one's going to have what you have. Your piece is unique. It is iconic, and 60-day returns just in case. With shiny gifts for everyone, Missouri is where lists come true. Simplify your holiday shopping and go to Missouri.com, M-E-J-U-R-I.com. All right, dear toasters, are you ready for our first uh, submission? Yes, but add Missouri to the toast-approved holiday gift list because it's like that gorgeous gold look of, of jewelry, and it's a great price point, but it's good quality stuff. All right, Jackson Clogged, strap in because oh. this one's a doozy. My pjom husband and newly converted toaster found out last week that his dad, a.k.a. my father-in-law, is dating someone. He hasn't really dated after his divorce, so we're still getting used to the thought of seeing him with a new woman. So fast forward to Saturday morning at 7.50 a.m. I'm on my phone scrolling through Instagram when I get a text notification from my father-in-law to my husband and I. 
Without thinking, I open the text message, and to my horror, it is a very explicit text, clearly meant for his new girlfriend. I didn't realize it at first because it was a long message that started with, I just woke up from a rather sensuous dream about you with a blank word that rhymes with election. And I kept thinking I was misreading the words. My brain truly couldn't comprehend. My father-in-law realized right after sending and started texting and calling me. My husband lied and told his dad that he deleted the message from my phone before I woke up. So as far as my father-in-law is aware, I never saw it. He's coming over for dinner next weekend and I don't think I can look at him the same. My husband, had, my husband never had to read the text because I warned him before he saw it. And as mentioned, my father-in-law thinks that I never saw it. So really, I'm the only one who's panicking over this face-to-face interaction. I don't think I'll be able to act normal. Help. Sincerely, a very traumatized toaster. Um, I don't know. I feel like the situation was genuinely handled perfectly. Your husband, whose actual father it was, didn't have to see the message. And then your husband protected you from the shame of your father-in-law knowing that you saw it. Sounds like a perfect situation, you know, not not an ideal situation, but handled perfectly. And you're like looking for things to complain about. Yeah, nobody knows who knows what, which is the best case scenario in this instance. And honestly, the person I feel the worst for is your father-in-law. Like nobody feels more awkward than the person who sent that. And I... I'm happy for him that he that his son didn't see it and that he can think and believe that his daughter-in-law didn't see it. So maybe he can yeah. find some peace in this incredibly traumatizing situation. And yeah, for you, like you're you have to shoulder this one and you have to deal with it, but thankfully it's not your blood and right. it's okay for you. It's no, this okay. is ideal. Honestly, when I read it and I was like, "Oh my god, your husband covered for you. Your husband's a pedo." I'm like, well, literal perfection I don't know what you're seeking advice on how is she gonna handle dinner knowing that he had an election you'll be fine like how do you think your son was born I mean how do you think your husband was born like old people they're gonna fuck your son too People gonna fuck your son too if you have one I don't know but like people fuck don't be mature like it's fine it's fine. No, because I'm sorry. Like, there are people with real problems. This is not a problem. No, it's just like a little awkward. But you know what? Like, keeping it interesting. No, please think about how much worse it could have been. Like, for real. Yeah, you could have seen a picture. Could have been seen a, a picture. big penis in your inbox. Big penis and... A big election have, in your inbox. Your, your father-in-law could be walking around knowing that you saw it. And he doesn't know that. So, like... I think as much as this not ideal situation could be salvaged, it was. You could, have and we born, all just need to move on. You could have borne witness to the election. You could have borne. You could witness. have gotten the election results, and you didn't. Yikes! So, always think how how this could be worse. That's always a great way to make your problems seem bearable. Yeah. All right. Next up, this one is really unique, and I feel like we've never dealt with something like this, and it. It's tough, okay? Mm -hmm. Hi, Jackson Claude. First of all, I love you ladies. Here's my dilemma. I've been with my fiance for six years now. We have a baby together. He had been previously married and is now divorced, but his ex still uses his last name. They were married for five years, but here's the thing. She never even legally took his name. She is now also engaged to a new man and has a kid with him as well. This bothers me so much. 
especially if I'll be taking his name when we get married, it just makes me feel like I'm number two. Like, how is everyone okay with this? My fiance asked her about it years ago, but she just said it's an easier name for her students to use. She's an elementary school teacher, by the way. Every time I bring it up to my fiance, he brushes it off, but honestly, it bothers me so much even now. Like, she needs to let go of the relationship and his last name. Am I crazy for thinking she needs to stop using his name? Do I get my fiance to approach her about it? How is her new man okay with this? All right, here's the thing. It would bother me a lot too, but she's engaged. So just wait. Her name should be changing imminently. Right. And if it doesn't change when she's married to her new man, then, like I think her new man would be upset. But I would also just ask, like, does she do other things that make it seem like she's not loosening over. her grip on your man? Like, is this just one thing among many? Or it's like you guys have really nothing to do with each other. She's just this other woman in town who has your last name. Like... I feel like you, generally speaking, like you can't control what other people are going to do. You can only control your reaction to it. And if she doesn't change her name when she gets married or if she stays engaged and they're just in a partnership and she never changes her name and she's never, you can't make her call herself something that she doesn't want to be called. You have to find a way to make peace with it and not let it bother you so much. Yeah, but let's hold on to hope that her pending nuptials will solve this problem. Yes. But if not, yes, you're going to have to do some sort of like inner work to make peace with it. And it's not like your fault. And of course, this is frustrating and it's it's not like an ideal situation. But if you can't change the facts, then we've got to change how we feel about them and not let them it's true and not let them have so much control over our emotions and like have such a proud effect, profound effect on us and you don't want to be like having to go to your partner all the time like who you love with this thing that's bothering you about his ex who he doesn't think twice about right but I can also under I totally understand the frustration 100%. like I've never been someone's second wife but like you really want to prove yourself being like you know I'm the one bitch especially if like you live in a smaller town and so it's like oh the here are the softers and there's that other softer across town right and it's like but no, she's not a softer it's definitely like a weird thing to do if you don't have kids with someone. Yeah. To get divorced and keep the last name. No, I think, I yes, it's, it's not what I would do, but until she gets married again, like that is, and also she never legally changed it, so that's fucking weird. But until right. she gets married again, it's not like category five. Yeah, let's just pray she fixes this issue when she gets married, whenever that is. Yeah. Wishing her well, I'll send her a saucer. Gorgeous. All right, our third and final one. I love this one. Dear Claudia and Jackie, I'm a 36-year-old single toaster. I've had two serious live-in relationships. Both have ended, and I am now living alone. I have a great apartment, a steady job, and I find myself at a crossroads. I'm thinking more and more about, about having a baby on my own. Having a family is so important to me. I'm not getting any younger, and I think this might be the best option for me. I'm wondering if you can weigh in. Do you have any friends who have done this? Jackie, as a new mom, can you imagine doing this on your own? I know this will change my life forever and won't be easy, especially financially, but I don't want to miss out on having a family. Of course, I will discuss this with my friends, my family, my doctor, but I thought I'd throw it to you girlies as this idea is in its initial stages and I'm wondering what pearls of wisdom you may have. I just absolutely love this idea. Um, I don't think, like sometimes in life, like your timeline is just not going to work out. Like you always think like, I want to have a man and then get married and be married for three years and then have kids. And sometimes life just has other plans for you. And the one thing that like, unfortunately as a woman, like is very time sensitive is your biological clock. And I love that you're thinking of this. And honestly, I do have friends. Brian just did it. He 
is 39 and he was like you know what everyone thought you know you have to do this and he's like you know what I'm just gonna do it he's so I saw him last night he's so happy and yeah of course like I think he he, he was saying you know he's this while this child doesn't have like a traditional mom I want you know a million aunties like there are things you can do and I think you know what don't let the timeline let you miss out on something that's really important to you so I'm all for it yeah it's such a big question like it's not really like something I'm just gonna be like yeah like it's a huge commitment to do that I I, I'm so for it if that's what you want to do like it obviously is a lot of work and even with two people and it's even more so with just one person so I'm not going to minimize that but I think that having kids is like the most amazing thing. And if that's what you want, like you should do it and you should have that and have everything that you want. It's, it's a lot. And, but that doesn't mean that it's not worth doing. And unfortunately, like even as times change, like for women, our bodies don't, you know, there's things that you Mm -hmm. could do. You could freeze your eggs. You could wait longer, hopefully meet someone, maybe like then have a surrogate, but who's to say that that would, would happen, you know? So if like right. you're- and those in a, are su- such expensive. Yeah, so if you're in a things. place right now where you f- like, you feel ready and you are prepared to do it on your own, like I think that's amazing. And I wish you all the luck and well wishes in the world, but it does, it takes a village. And so I don't know, and- I don't know like your life, but like, and or your village, but just be prepared, but- Right. Uh, ultimately, no, that's good advice. just based on what I like, what she shared, and I don't know, like the whole picture, I would say do it. Um, yeah, but also then keep in mind, like, you're now probably for the next three years, I think, safe to say, like, dating is going to have to be on the back burner for you. Like, because of course, you're going to be a single parent, and the first couple of years are hectic. Um, so also keep that in mind. Yeah. Also, I've heard of stories of people who like who go this route and they ha- and they make their own family and then they find the right person and together I they're know. you know a whole family and everybody has different paths to their happily ever after and so I think that taking matters into your own hands and and knowing what you want and starting a family is like the most beautiful thing that you could do so I am yeah. totally and have my then, support like but just and then when it's a big one for dear toasters it's a big one but then once you have a child and like then you start dating and the guys who like want to be a part of your family like you're attracting like the most wholesome energy like you're attracting like family-oriented people and I feel like I love that yeah because even if you met someone tomorrow who you thought could be the real deal you wouldn't have kids for years years and we're we got a clock we gotta go we got clocks so so I think it's so great that you're being aware of that because mm -hmm. at least for me like I refuse to think about it you know yeah but the clock like I don't know her I do not know the clock but the clock knows you and the clock knows all no I don't think she does I think she missed me she don't know me and I hate her and I just I I think that if like having a kid is exactly what you want to do I think you should just go for it I agree with, you know, a lot the of knowledge and understanding, the knowledge and understanding of what comes with it. But you're also never really prepared, even when you think that's true, even, you know, it's it's a lot for everyone. So I think that's wonderful. And I wish you all yeah. the luck. And I I hope we get an update one day Me soon too. and you keep us abreast of your journey. We're here for you. I mean, remotely, you've got our support. A hundred percent. And that's huge. Mm hmm. And that is also our show. 
So thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Toast, and leave a five-star review about how wickedly talented we are. Reminder that our holiday collection of merch has officially dropped at toastmerch.com. Sweaters, pajamas, ornaments, mugs, blankets, slippers, all the things, toastmerch.com. Don't miss out. There is limited inventory. And we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.